Hi, welcome to the podcast by Dr. Shushma Singh. Let us start conversation on Unit 10, Education and Social Mobility. And our topic of conversation is Equality of Social Access, Myth or Reality. To what extent does schooling provide equal access to social groups? from varying social, economic, linguistic, regional and religious backgrounds. The question here is not simply regarding access to educational institutions but the experiences that one undergoes in school which determines the educational performance of such students. Theoretically speaking, even though Private schools may be open to children from various ethnic backgrounds. The very fact that they have a high fee structure restricts the entry to a large number of students to such schools. The hierarchy of educational institutions ensures the maintenance of socio-economic differences between groups in society. Blacks, women, lower caste or class groups even after they enter the same school have experiences which place them at a disadvantage their more advantaged counterparts when secondary school is of different types working class children can be shown to be less likely to enter the more academic schools and once there to be more likely to leave early. There are also considerable social class differences in access to the universities. In the US, the pattern of class differences is much the same as in Europe. In spite of differences in the organization of secondary education, dropping out of school before high school graduation is more characteristic of lower status families measured in terms of income level and of the father's occupation. In Poland too, the children of the intelligentsia have a much greater chance of entering a higher education than the children of workers and peasants. In spite of the system which allows extra points for social background, there is also considerable differentiation by choice of subjects. Thus, the children of peasants are likely to enter a college of agriculture and the children of industrial workers of a technical university. The teacher training colleges and academies of theology also recruit heavily from the children of working class and the peasantry. Apart from these differences between social classes which seem to persist in different societies, there are also widespread variations between regions, particularly between urban and rural areas. There are also regional differences between countries, ethnic minorities and between sexes. Women's enrollment in schools and colleges is lower as compared to men. In Europe, universities are still largely a male preserve. There are, however, large variations between the countries dependent 
partially on the position of women in the employment market partly as in comparison between Britain and the United States. In the USSR, for example, men and women enter higher education in roughly equal numbers. There are some evidence that women tend to predominate in certain kinds of a higher education rather than others. They are, for example, less likely to pursue postgraduate education and less likely to study science. They also join teaching and nursing profession in large number, socio-economic background and gender interrelate with each other. Studies reveal that the disparity between the sexes widens as one goes down the social scale. Until at the extreme of the scale, an unskilled manual worker's daughter has a chance of only 1 in 500 or 600 of entering a university, a chance a hundred times lower than if she had been into a professional family. Some theorists suggest that the solution for such problems lies in the reservation system in which the proportion of children from various social backgrounds, women, black, for example, reservation of seats in educational institution for lower caste children in India is fixed. But this does not in itself solve the problems of the students who is not adequately prepared from the higher education or is poorly motivated so that unless the institutions involved are involved to accept a double standard, they must provide remedial teaching or face a high wastage rate. According to Bowdoin, inequality of educational opportunity is showing a slow but consistent decline. However, the value of a higher education in terms of social mobility is depressed by the very process which brings working class and other disadvantaged students into it in large numbers. At the same time, such students tend to be concentrated in shorter courses or less prestigious institutions. As many observers have pointed out, a society based on strictly meritocracy principles would not necessarily be a more equal society. A rigid class structure is not compatible with a considerable measure of individual mobility and both Gen X and the Bowden have argued. Although in different ways that the way to equality of economic opportunity is thrown a more equal society rather than through equality of education opportunity. Here we wind up this conversation and thank you so much for choosing this podcast.